Donkashane, darling Donkashane. Thank you for all the joy and pain. Picture shows, second balcony was the place we'd meet. Second seat, go Dutch treat. You were sweet. Donkashane, darling Donkashane. Save those lies, darling, don't explain. I recall Central Park in fall. How you tore your dress, what a mess. I confess, that's not all. Donkashane, darling. Coma, coma, coma. Um, he's sick. My best friend, sister's boyfriend, brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows his kid who's going with the girl who saw Matt pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Thank you, Simone. No problem whatsoever. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the South Richfield Podcast. I am Scott Luther, along with Matt Coma. How are you doing tonight, Matt? Doing very well, Scott. I'm glad to be uh, upright. Upright? I a, yeah, I had a little touch of uh, feeling unwell for a bit, but I'm, I'm doing much better now. Did you have, like, a, a fever and sweats? Yeah, fever, sweats. Uh, chills, loss of sense of smell and taste. It sounds like you may have had malaria, Matt. Oh, have okay. there been a lot of mosquitoes in your area? Do you have a, a standing water? I do have a pond in the backyard. Okay, that's probably what it was. All you have to take is a little bit of that uh, malarial medication, that pill. I can't remember the name of it right now, but you just take one of those and it prevents all kinds of bad things. I'm just taking a lot of airborne and vitamin C. How about ivermectin? Um, it's hard to come by. Uh, it seems like there's a, a real surge in use. But I'm hanging out at, at uh, every horse stall I can find. Just hoping that <laughs> just a few pills go drop. Go down to your them. local uh, tractor supply company or farm and fleet. And you'll probably uh, come across some or be offered some outside in the parking lot. I, I just worry that uh, if I took something like that, I would have something like a five-foot stool. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it might explain <laughs> all the massive weight gain that I've had over the years. It was worms the whole time. It was worms. I knew it. <laughs> Give me those ruffles. <laughs> Bring on the Sundays. <laughs> oh, I love a good Sunday. Uh, that's that's for another podcast, Matt. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but you know, the, all this time, you know, uh, you the last eighteen months or whatever, I had never been healthier in my life. But now, uh, it just seems as soon as the schools started back up, and it, it's it's like this always. Um, just like your wife, my wife is a teacher, 
and uh, going back to school, it's always getting all those people mixed up again. And school is essentially a, a gigantic petri dish for right. every and all the diseases that are available to you. And that just seems like what's hitting in our house right now. Well, and then you have, you know, so last year everybody was wearing a mask at school. And this year it's kind of, you know, each district is kind of setting their own their own precedent for what they're going to do. And if you're not wearing a mask, you've got all these these new viruses or maybe even old viruses coming around and they're just hitting you. Like Wade was out for three days last week with a headache and a tummy ache. Hmm. And, you know, we call the the pediatrician and of course we, we had him tested and it wasn't COVID. Um, but the pediatrician said, yeah, everything's, you know, there's some nasty bugs going around right now. So I don't know. I think it is because, you know, they're back with a vengeance Mm -hmm. because people were those masks, I think were working last year for not just COVID, but for everything else. It makes you realize just how filthy we all really are. <laughs> That's that is very true. You wonder how we survived as a species for this long. You know, we could we could go off and talk about when the Europeans came over to the the Americas and wiped out 90% of the native population just with uh, some germs. Right. Welcome. Achoo. Where'd everybody go? That's uh, awful. Great book, fourteen ninety one. Right, if you get a chance. We've gone really <laughs> off topic. <laughs> it is a good book, and we we have mentioned that before. So, but you know, with school starting, Matt, remember, I loved going to school as a kid. I missed, I think, two and a half days of high school in wow. four years. Wow. Well, um, ever since uh, I missed a few days in second grade, um, where it just so happened those were the days where we were learning to make change, I and I've never learned how to make change since. <laughs> I realized that going to school every day was very important, and uh, in high school, I I didn't want to miss any time either. But I did get the chicken pox our sophomore year. Oh my and- gosh. I, I missed uh, about a week or so. But after that, nothing. Wow. Strong like bull. <laughs> well, have you ever seen that movie, Matt? And you know where I'm going here. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The greatest movie of all time. I, I've seen it's made m- many of your top ten lists. <laughs> it's my top movie. All right. On my top ten list, so... It's my top 10 drama, my top 10 comedy, my top 10 romance. It's uh, it's made all my lists. Action movie, you have a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, John Hughes wrote that movie. He uh, was responsible for many great movies in the 80s. So you've got, you know, those, those classic teen movies, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, Weird Science, which I love with... Uh, with that Anthony uh, Michael Hall Breakfast Club Breakfast Club yeah Breakfast Club great movie mm-hmm. he even wrote National Lampoon's Vacation which I didn't realize that he had written that and he wrote you know Christmas Vacation and European Vacation 
Uncle Buck, Home Alone. He wrote a lot of movies. But Ferris Bueller is the movie that always has stuck with me. And, you know, it's on Netflix right now. So you can watch it whenever you want if you have a Netflix account. And... Or if you were nice, you'd give out your Netflix account <clears throat> password while I was I think they're cracking down on that. Oh. But <laughs> anyway, <listening>. Matt. All right. <laughs> I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's one of those movies that uh, it, it was sort of the, the right movie at the right time, catcher, capturing the right spirit. And I, I think if you look at all those movies, John Hughes had, had tapped into something where he was just churning out all this, you know, it's not great literature, but if you can write a movie that appeals to the masses like that and, and captures that moment in time, uh, like all of those did to me, that that's genius in itself. It, it may, it's maybe not Shakespeare, but, uh, it is certainly, um, uh, prolific and, um, <laughs> pretty fun to watch. He, 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 he captured a moment in time that I think encapsulated the 80s experience for a lot of suburban kids. Right. I mean, these kids uh, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it's set in suburban Chicago. John Hughes uh, said this, this movie was his love letter to Chicago. And, you know, Ferris, he, uh, he fakes being sick. Uh, he licks his palms and it's kind of childish or juvenile, he says. But if his his parents touch them, they'll say he has sweaty palms, you know, and he gets away with staying home and his mom calls him in sick. Vice Principal Edward Rooney says uh, he's sick again. He's been absent nine times. And uh, luckily, Ferris has a computer in. Gets that day's absence down to two days <laughs> instead of nine because he has a modem and, and everything and he hacks in the school and, and takes care of that. But in his love letter to Chicago, Ferris does all this stuff on his day off in Chicago. He goes to um, that restaurant where he's the sausage king of Chicago, he goes to the Chicago Art Museum. He's in a at Wrigley Field catching a foul ball. He is in a parade down. I don't know if it's uh, what street would that be? Madison Avenue or some other street? Who knows? And what else does he do in Chicago? That's pretty. I think those are the biggies. Mm -hmm. Those are the, the big things he did that day. So what would you do, Matt? If you were an 18-year-old Matt Coma at Revere. Oh, okay. This is 1990, okay. let's say. It's a month before our graduation. A month before what are you doing mm -hmm. if you skip school for the day? Mm. Mm -mm. Well, um, that would be a tough one. I, I, I was, uh, like you said, I just, I, I loved school while we were there, but... If it was me on that day, someday, let's say a month away from graduation, I was just getting my very first tastes of freedom um, driving around uh, from place to place. So I was 
getting a, a love of the road trip, like Neil Zerker. <laughs> you remember him? Yes, and his one well, tank trips. So you know, for for me at least, I I, I lived a fairly sheltered life up there in uh, Columbia Road. Didn't get out very often, <laughs> very much, or really get to see things. So I think that I would have. Uh, much like our our friend Ferris, gone off to the big city and let my adventures begin. I would have taken in an Indians game for sure. In old Municipal ca- Cavernous Municipal Stadium. Yes. I, w- I would have. Uh, I think at that time, though, I, I, I did have a, a love of food starting at the same time. So I would have um, gone to a few spots around Hey, did you you muted your microphone by mistake? <laughs> there we go. And that is the meaning of life that I that I have found. You were just saying that you found your love of food. Yes, I, my, a, a, a love of food that I've taken on with uh, a full passion here um, in the last decade and a half. So yeah, I think I, I would have uh, gone on a. Uh, culinary exploration of the North Coast, and maybe swung down around uh, through Akron and done all things uh, Ohio. Um, but I remember I have to be back at at, um, at two thirty seven, right? <laughs> all right, so I, well, I can't, can't stray too far. In the movie, he, he has to be home by six. Oh, but if you're talking real time. I mean, your mom was probably home from work by, well, what, two o'clock? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had after school activities, so I think I might have been able to stretch it to five. <laughs> well, but you're sick. But I'm sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're See, sick. It complicates everything. Let's say your mom is like out. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So I, I would have done a, a culinary road trip through Northwest Ohio. Um, now, th- there wasn't. Um, all the explosion of uh, that we have now of great places to eat and see. So I probably would have gotten um, a listeria somewhere along the way. <laughs> but I, I think that's it. At, at least I would have enjoyed a stadium Frank. With, <laughs> at municipal stadium. So how about you? Well, okay. So first... I've got to fake out my mom. And, uh, you know, knowing my mom, she she probably would have just said, okay, you're you're sick. Because she had, you know, four other kids to worry about. And I was the oldest. So uh, she's probably like, oh, he'd never miss his school. So I, I believe him. And she'd head off to work, not as a real estate agent like Ferris's mom, but, you know, at the automatic sprinkler factory where she worked. Uh, (laughs) bookkeeping or whatever so uh my dad you know was out farming so he had no idea what was going on so i would have i would have called my friend matt coma to bring his car over because (laughs) (laughs) pick me up and uh we would have broken uh some girl out probably rachel we we would have broken her out of of class uh-huh. and she would go with us. <laughs> I always took off. I always took off. Oh, 
Rachel says she always took school off. I had so many sick days when I was little because I faked everyone out and I would watch the prize movie, jump on my bed and make arts and crafts. <laughs> As a senior in high school? As a senior in high school. Well, <laughs> no, but one time I did and I baked bread and played my flute. Wow. <laughs> and then my mom wondered how I was so productive. So don't bake bread if you're claiming to be sick. Okay. All right. Well. Anyway, so we would have had to bust Rachel out of class, uh, pr- probably by saying her grandmother's dead or something. Uh-huh. And then we would get in the car and we'd go to Summit Mall. <laughs> and we'd probably go to like, uh, you know, Scotto's Pizza or Hot Dogs and More or something. <laughs> now, that's where you get your hysteria. <laughs> We'd we'd go to the picture show. Uh-huh. Uh, we'd probably go see Maverick, um, which was a great movie, also um, at the Village Theater over there. Uh, you know where the um, behind where the Rite Aid is at Miller and Route 18, and then we'd just walk over to Riviera Lanes and bowl a few games, and uh, I'd bowl a three hundred on my perfect day off, Matt. Of course. Yes, yes. And then I, the only problem, though, I'd have to give a fake name because they always put your name on the wall of champions if you bowl a perfect game. And if my mom was there, she'd see that I skipped school or any administrator. So, and then uh, maybe I'd get a shake at Skyway. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) So you, you put Abe Froman up. Abe Froman. I put Abe Froman as my bowling name. Right. <laughs> the bowling king of Akron. <laughs> right. So you're telling me that the bowling king of the rubber city is here at Riviera Lanes. That's right. I got my own ball. <laughs> it was a shiny silver 11 pounder. I was not very strong as a youth. I did have my own ball in high school. Did you? For wow. some crazy reason. My uncle gave it to me. It was probably one he used when he was like seven. Because uh-huh. like I said, it was like an 11 pound or 10 pound ball. And uh, I think he passed it down to me. He was only a couple of years older than me. Mm-hmm. Big big time into bowling. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, And then I would have to hustle home. And beat all that traffic through the sub- suburbia of, of 1990 Richfield. <laughs> how many how many traffic lights did we have in Richfield at that point in time? Like four? Uh, yeah, you had one at 21 and Broadview Road. I'm trying to think right. of the route you would take home. Uh, then at 303. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then at 21 and 303, there was one there. Yeah. And then at Everett and Brexville. I think there were only four traffic lights in all of Richfield in 1990. <laughs> now we've at least doubled, maybe even tripled. Wow. It's a bustling metropolis at this point. So you make it home in time. Make it home in time. With your bowling trophy. <laughs> that says Abe Froman on it. Right. I think they'd give me a pin that said 300 mm-hmm. on it. And I'd put it, uh, I'd probably have to put it under my bed because I wouldn't want my mom to see it. 
<laughs> Believe me, she's looked underneath your bed. She's seen everything you keep there. <laughs> but I think that would be a that'd be a pretty good day for not leaving the general vicinity. You know, I probably, you know, wouldn't go to downtown Cleveland. In 1990, it was not that great of a place. No, it still had that uh, sort of a gritty, homeless vibe around it. <laughs> so I, I might rethink that. Uh, you know, it, it's not the the place that where it's exciting to see things, but you know, it was like some place that was hanging on with its, uh, lat, you know, sort of like areas that were just absolutely in ruins. Uh, some areas were hanging on with like last gasp. I, I kind of find that sort of stuff. There, there's there's some beauty in its in its decay. <laughs> but thinking it through, through now, listen to what you're saying. I might take a trip if it's a beautiful sunny day. Uh, call up my friend Scott Luther and uh, bust out uh, his his uh, Ford Escort <laughs> and uh, uh, try to find um, some uh, of our of our classmates and head up to uh, Putin Bay for the day. Oh, that might be fun. Just splishing and splashing and in the, the clear <laughs> crystal clear waters of Lake Erie. <laughs> that might be a fun time. Ride the jet express, drive out to Port Clinton, Ooh. ride the jet express out, uh, go uh, explore the Island, eat a bunch of uh, walleye, um, get into some, scrapes and scraps with the locals maybe while we're out there we solve a mystery of the hidden uh oliver hazard perry <laughs> treasure on the island may get back on the ferry with the locals chasing us um of course breaking hearts while we're there of course <laughs> of the local of the local girls and um, drive on back uh the expressway uh just in time uh for the parents to get home. Wow. <laughs> is this younger you or is this current you? Oh, that's younger me. <laughs> current me, it's it's much more <laughs> sedentary. <laughs> it's it's funny you you bring up uh you know breaking the hearts of the local girls. It's it's funny. I know we've talked about this before, so this has probably been talked to death, but there's just something mysterious about going out with a girl from another school. And your friends are like, you're seeing someone from Brexville or, you know, it's always like they don't know her. It could be like a George Glass situation like uh, Jan Jan Brady had where he was totally made up. <laughs> they don't know if they should believe you or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I was talking to uh, I was at a cross country meet over the weekend. And I, I saw a friend from work who I haven't seen in 18 months since we haven't been in the office. And her son was running at the meet. So they're like, he looks like Zach Morris. Zach Morris. Like, from Saved by the Bell. And they're like, yeah. So when you see Zach Morris run by, that's Luke. Oh, I'm okay. Like, okay. I'm like, okay. So sure enough, here he comes. And he looks exactly like Zach Morris. So, uh. He and I got to meet him and I got a picture taken with him and it's on our Facebook page. And he's a big South Richfield fan, by the way. Um, because as soon as 
you know, this kid just ran 3.1 miles and then his parents want him to come meet this guy who they have no idea. He has no idea who I am. <laughs> and they're like, he does the South ritual. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's such great. Good. It's great to meet you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Zach Morris had, uh, well, the fake Zach Morris, Luke, uh-huh. <laughs> he is taking a girl from another school to homecoming. Oh, all right. And I think it's, you know, it's that sense of mystery. Right. It does seem like it upsets the balance of the ecosystem. The social ecosystem of the, the high school is broken. But uh, in a, uh, but not in a bad way. It's it's maybe some of the girls might be jealous. Especially if you have Zach Morris. Well, you know. Geez. But I mean, we bring in Screech. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it it adds a little buzz. Yeah. Who's that girl? Yeah. Who does she, who, who does she think she look what she's wearing? Does she think she's so and that'd be me saying that. <laughs> That's you. I was gonna say <laughs> I can hear you saying that. Right. I I always like when we would have a school dance and the girls would show up with some guy I didn't know, especially if he had like a full beard and like a couple kids. <laughs> and I'd be like, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on. Uh just jealous. And that's me looking in from the window from the outside. Hello. <laughs> Boy, you look like they're having a lot of fun in there. Didn't when we were in school you had to have a date, I think, to go to homecoming. Yes. You now just, it just seems like you just show up. You just show up and that's that's fine. Yes. That reminds me, I need to go shopping with my son. I have to get him some clothes. He's gotta get yeah. some homecoming clothes. Yeah, it's that time of year where all the uh, department stores are running out of the smaller size uh, suits and sports coats. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So we we did that shopping trip this past week. So what you're telling me is I'm a little late to the game. That's all right. I mean, homecoming could be early or it could be late. It's this weekend up here. <laughs> Same here. Oh, all right. It's exciting. There's It's another... Wait, no, no, no. It's in two weeks. I'm sorry. Thank goodness. Jeez, oh, man. Too much stuff going on, Matt. There's, you know, Nolan's in cross country and the marching band. Right. So on Saturdays, well, starting on Friday night, it's pretty much just go, go, go. You've got the football game with the marching band. Right. The next morning, you usually have a cross country meet. And then you have a band show in the evening. Wow. So, and I'm proud of Nolan and his friends because they won their cross country invitational this past Saturday. First place uh, for the bigger schools, the D1 schools. And then they won their class in, at the, uh, uh, which invitational was it? Um, Louisville. So, uh, Two trophies in one day for Nolan and his uh, and his classmates. Way to go, Miniman. Yeah. And Ward Freeman was there because uh, <laughs> North Canton Hoover was uh, marching at Louisville also. Now, but I they remember- did not win their class. Oh. 
But it's all right. They still qualified for states because they got a superior rating. Well, good for them. Yeah. Congratulations to the Hoovers. The, the North Canton Hoovers. The vacuum cleaners. I remember <laughs> Ward as being one of those guys that always had a girlfriend from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> What she from Calgary? Where, where is that real? You just made that up. No, no, for real, guys. She's from Manitoba. <laughs> you don't know her. <laughs> well, of course not. She, she's from Manitoba. She's not. That's real. Winnipeg, isn't it? <laughs> she's real. She. We just never met her. Oh. And now what? Happily married to a revered uh, grad. With dual citizenship uh, to Canada. Bucket full of kids with dual citizenship in Canada, right. He was right all along. <laughs> he was, oh, Matt. I can't believe we ever doubted Ward. Well, good for him. No. So back to our, our original uh, through line here. You know, we're reaching that point in life, Scott, where, you know, everything's so busy, like you mentioned. And it's whether it's work or it's home. Or it's it's work, or it's home. <laughs> There's always something that is is piling on, and it almost makes you want to feel like I, I, I need a day off. So if you could take Scott Luther's day off now, Oof. as near fifty year old Scott Luther, what would you do? What would I do? Oh man! So first, I'd I'd uh, text my boss. And say I'm sick, I can't log on. <laughs> and he'd say, get better. Because for some reason, he's already awake, even though there's a, there's a three-hour time difference. Uh, so and, anyway, so then I'd say, Matt, I'd text you. I'd say, get over here and bring your, bring your uh, Honda. <laughs> We're going to go... You know, in, in reality, Matt, I'd probably just sit around and play computer games. <laughs> and and like Rachel said, I'd probably uh, go online and order Chipotle and then go pick it up and get the one with double meat. Mm. And I'd get the salsa and chips also. Okay. Oh, and bubble tea. Probably like a strawberry oh, bubble tea. Nice. That'd be good. Good. Very refreshing. Not from Chipotle, just somewhere else. But what what would I do for real if I could take the day off now? I'd probably um, i probably go get some breakfast somewhere on my way to I don't know I'd I'd go see an Indians game. This is not very original. <laughs> Rachel's like looking at me. What well, the, the baseball game doesn't start until uh, at least noon, so you got all morning. That's a that's a big breakfast you're having. That's right. Well, I'd probably go to like Meyer mm -hmm. because I love <laughs> I love wandering the aisles at Meyer. Uh, <laughs> this He's is pretty, this is an awful day off. <laughs> oh no! I, I'd go to the batting cages. All right, now um, you're getting somewhere. Mostly foul foul tips because um, sure. I'm in the one that's too fast for me. The one um, I should have probably been in thirty years ago. Right, but now I can't keep up with the with the pitching machine, with the twenty five mile per hour one. <laughs> just 
I should be over in the softball one. And even some of that, not the fast pitch softball, the, the slow pitch one. Nice arc. Yeah. And I'd, I'd hit a few, you know, into the netting. Um, I'd feel feel really good about myself. I'd maybe arrange a tennis match with someone. And I'd probably lose because uh, I'm not that good. Um I don't. I don't know what else I would do. I mean, if I could do anything, I'd probably like. I love going to Vegas, but I don't know if I could do that in one day. I, I'd probably have to go to like Northfield Park, or or Bet on the ponies to, to that Hard Rock uh, Roxino or whatever it is okay. with the slot machines, <laughs> and then I'd have to hurry up before my wife got home, right? Because um, she thinks I'm sick, right? And she expects to find me laying in bed. Our, our wives are Ed Rooney. <laughs> our wives are Ed Rooney. Right. <laughs> Who would Grace be? The the secretary with all the pencils in her hair. <laughs> hmm. Aunt Barb. Aunt Barb. No. <laughs> she's not going to check up on me. No, she's not. No. no, no. Maybe your mom. My mom. Yeah. Rachel's mom. Yes. She'd probably ask... Yeah, uh, have your mom come check on me during the day, drop off off some soup or something. And I take a nice long shower like uh, Ferris Bueller and sing, Don Cushane, darling, Don Cushane. Well, you got the pipes for it, baby. Yeah. (laughs) What would, what would you do, Matt? Hmm. Well, I I think the, the reality is I'd wake up early and, um, See, I, I'm up with, and I'm, I'm out of the house essentially before anyone else is up, so I don't really see anybody in the morning. So if I'm there and they wake up, um, they know something's wrong. So I have to leave the house, uh huh, and fake being out, and then come back. <laughs> but so, you still have to call your boss. Oh yeah, I still I would have to text my boss, say I'm sick and I don't have any internet because even while I'm sick, I still get. <laughs> texts and questions and all sorts of stuff. Uh, I, I do live by an airport, so I'll, I'll say the airport increased their wattage and there's there's no calls getting through <laughs> or something. Uh, but they always find... A plane crashed into our telephone pole and knocked out the internet. Right. So we're <laughs> incommunicado. So really, I got to hide from my family first. <laughs> So I, I like the idea of going to a place that's a good breakfast and, and having that breakfast. But see, I'm doing all this alone. I got to find a buddy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call up my friend Scott, and we're gonna plan this ahead of time. Uncle John's, yes, pancake house. Um, and so well, Uncle John's pancake house, uh, north of Central Avenue on Secor. I don't even know if it's still there. Actually, it doesn't matter. We're going anyway. We're showing it. What's ever it's there, fun. we're eating there. And we're getting a nice greasy breakfast, mm. and um, then we head north. We head to Detroit. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is exotic. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we head to Detroit, and uh, we stop in at uh, well. There's uh, some museums along the way of uh, of uh, oh, there's a a Ford Natural History Museum that we can stop Ooh. at. Okay, and there then there's uh, Windsor that's right across the street. So wait, no, no, I'm thinking about it now. We, we're driving up to Detroit. We take yeah. in a Tigers game. Okay, we head across to Windsor. 
Hang out in Windsor. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I hear you. I need my passport, though. Right. Come back across. <laughs> and, uh, oh, what we do is from Windsor, we get on a train and go to Toronto. Oh. And we ride first class to Toronto. We we talk our way into because uh, on board and we're sitting next to a a couple of uh, divorcees. Um, <laughs> Canadian divorcees. <laughs> and the right, all the way, <laughs> right all the way to Toronto. And then we'll come back and say, we met our girlfriends from Toronto or Canada. Why does no one believe us? <laughs> We ride first class on this train all the way to Toronto. It's it's taking stops along the way, and it's it's going along the north coast of Lake Erie, which is very picturesque. Uh-huh. There's windmills uh, along the way, so it's it's you know it's dramatic and it's it's ex- ex- exciting. And uh, when we get to um, into Toronto, we we go to a, a Blue Jays game with the divorcees and Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do Phantom of the Opera, but you could go to the NHL uh, hockey museum up there too. You could, but why? <laughs> well, the divorcees are Canadian, so yeah, we'll have to go. You need to do something for them. Well, they'll, they'll treat us to uh, um, world-renowned Canadian food. I don't know <laughs> some some of that great ham and maple syrup poutine. poutine. That's that's when you get into uh, uh, Quebec when you get further okay. east, which, oh, okay. which is a different trip we should take. That's so we spend the day uh, out there: uh, Blue Jays, hockey, poutine, musicals. <laughs> We're doing all this in a matter of right what, six to eight hours, and then we get on a flight back to Cleveland. <laughs> okay. Because I got to drop you off, right, right, right. And uh, we, we, we is say, your car like in Detroit or Windsor? Uh, we, we Ubered. <laughs> we Ubered. <laughs> Very smart. I'm, I'm thinking this through. And so <laughs> I drop you off. Uh, well, and, and the divorcees uh, are chasing after us, of course. So of course. And we're, we're saying uh, we're just going to step over here and uh, smell this pine cone <laughs> for whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know. They're Canadian. <laughs> they might fall for it. It might be something they do. And then we take off. I drop you off in Cleveland. And, you know, it's late at night at this point because um, the time change. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I, I take. Uh, what, how, do, how do I get back home? I Uber. The bullet home. train. Bullet, I take the bullet train from. <laughs> Cleveland to Toledo home. Just you're there, in, you're there in like 22 minutes, right? Just just as I'm supposed to get home from work, or actually, it'll be. Uh, can you pick up the boys from uh, cross country practice? Um, so I'll have to do that right, right. at 4:25. Wow. So I'll get back just in time with uh, my own Ed Rooney, <laughs> knowing something's up because they always know something's up. <laughs> I'm going to give you until six because they think you're at work. Okay. All right. All right. And yeah, uh, so maybe it's a little more realistic now because the bullet train would have to stop in uh, Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> so then we stop off at Cedar Point and get some of those fries. 
real quick and I got to send them back to you. But then I head back on and take the bullet train all the way back to Toledo, which stops off at the airport, which is really only two miles away from my house. And I can just walk from there. <laughs> Don't you have to pick up the kids at cross country? Oh, well, I, I, I left my car at home. So I walk, I walk you back to the house, walk back, walk. Well, I'll take an Uber. Let's be realistic about it. <laughs> You spent a lot of money on Uber this trip. Well, it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You just took the words out of my mouth. I was just going to say it is a once-in-a-lifetime mm-hmm. experience. You can't be skipping work all the time and running off to uh, Windsor to meet Canadian divorcees. It's frowned upon. Then <laughs> I, I, I pick up the kids, and they, they, you know, they hop in the car, and they go, smells like... Maple syrup and Canadian ham in here. You could just say that you had uh, had uh, uh, McRiddles from McDonald's, McRiddles, right? And an egg McMuffin. Right. It's all day breakfast, right? <laughs> and you know the, the reality at, at my age now, the entire way I'm going to be thinking about where's the nearest bathroom. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you you have a much better uh, day planned out than I do. But I'm glad to be part of it with you. Well, uh, well, naturally, I have, I have to have somebody to share the blame with. <laughs> Why didn't we do this when we were living together in Toledo? Uh, just bad timing. See, when when you have all that freedom that we had, we had none of the money. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. We had zero. Zero dollars. Mm-hmm. We're lucky to get a Marco's pizza. Yeah, that, that was a treat. That was with a coupon. <laughs> you give him the coupon and no tip. <laughs> he, he just looks at you, cigarette dangling from his lip. I, <laughs> I would never not give a tip, Matt. I know. I know. Me, me too. Always tip. I do. I do remember my friends over at IPO. Um <laughs> They recognized me, my voice when I'd call in. They'd know exactly what I was ordering. The number uh, six, which I believe was the Szechuan chicken, and they had that little chicken wing <laughs> as a side instead of like an egg roll or something. I'm sure a little chicken wing was less expensive than an egg roll. I think that, that place is still there. And uh, you can go there and order the Scott. We, we need to, you know, that should be part of my uh, the day off. Stop swing swing through Ipo Ipo. Really, at this point, at, at age fifty, what we have to do is go back and fix all of our mistakes in the past. <laughs> Jeez, oh my God. Uh, it would take more than a day, though. It would. It would. Uh, I don't know. So many mistakes. Probably not skipping school enough. It was Probably. my first mistake. Right. If I only missed two and a half days of high school, that's uh, that's limited. I, I always remember, like, we'd come back from the weekends, and you'd be sitting in, in your class worrying about if you got number four right on your homework, and um, the kids behind you would be talking about, yeah, and we went over to so-and-so's house, and it was just so wild, and, 
everybody's just getting crazy and blah 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 and blah blah blah. And there I am going, I didn't even know there was anything happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know anything was happening either. I live all I mean, you and I are like you said, we we're kind of sheltered up here in the northern end of Richfield. Mm-hmm. There's no like a neighborhood or you know developments exactly. There was a whole so, other world going on that we had no party to. Uh, it's all right. Somehow we survived. Right. It turned. <laughs> I guess we turned out okay. I don't know. That's for other people to judge. <laughs> Not too harshly, I hope. <laughs> Especially. Well, based on the number of uh, uh, subscribers we have to this podcast, maybe it is uh, harshly. Oh, <laughs> see what we we should what we if we would have done uh, are taken more time off of school, we've had better stories to share. Right, and right. that's what I try to tell my kids. You know, it's it's not about so much that you lived a wild life or you um, broke the rules. It's did you have an experience? Do you have a good story to tell? I know um, homecoming, our senior year, uh, we built the homecoming float on the farm because um, we we're using one of our wagons. And you'd have those, uh, what were they, fluffy parties? They had to make all those little pom-pom things out of paper to attach to the float. Right. And ours, we were very um, lackadaisical um, about getting our float decorated and it was like the night before and nothing was done yet, hardly. <laughs> so a bunch of kids um, skipped school that day to decorate the float. And not me, because I didn't miss a single day my senior year. Um, <laughs> except for one, I had an excuse to go to a Farm Bureau convention <laughs> down in Columbus. That was the only day I missed my senior year. But... Um, my my great uncle, I believe, called the police because all these kids were behind the barn doing something. <laughs> <laughs> so I think a few, I think some of them got in trouble for skipping school that day to work on the homecoming float. Oh no, they're trying to do the right thing. Right. Well, they, we probably should have been working on it a little harder, but you'd have all these little fluffy parties and nothing would ever happen. It just turned into big bonfires. It was a, yeah. <laughs> but I think our our float was great. Sean Bairdon did that Fantasia Mickey Mouse head or whatever uh, for our float that year. If I'm not mistaken. Do you I remember that? Remember, I don't remember any, anything. Oh, like you know why? Because you were in the locker room because you played football your senior year. And you missed the, uh, the little parade. Oh, that's true. I guess I did. Hmm. Oh, no mistakes to correct. <laughs> Would you be in a parade like uh, Ferris? Oh yeah, yeah. See that that now you're talking. That that would uh, that, be a fun thing. That would be fun. I would have I would have done that. Uh, like they have the uh, community day parade in Richfield. I could jump on a a German uh, beer float. <laughs> With all those uh, uh, tavern wenches uh, dancing around uh-huh. with their skirts and everything. And I could put on one of those funny hats with the feathers in it and the uh, later hosen and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And I could sing Wayne Newton's Donka Shane. 
Maybe I should plan on that for the next uh, parade. Well, the next uh, uh, community day, you could that could be your ultimate plan. Say, I think anybody can enter a float hmm. in the parade. Anybody could be in the parade, Matt. I think we need a Southridgeville podcast float <laughs> to go with our booth that we're going to have next year. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> Rachel's going to play the accordion, she said. All right. It's going to be it's going to be the it's going to be something you'll never forget. And maybe it'll turn into a movie. <laughs> oh, now she's saying something. Oh, <laughs> did you have to do that one year? Yeah. Oh, so Rachel. <laughs> Rachel did play the accordion in the Community Day Parade a few years back. Mm-hmm. And it goes from the fire station, which is on 303, all the way to Richfield Woods. So it's what, maybe a mile? Yeah. It's like a mile. Mm-hmm. Well, she had to walk all the way back to the church with her accordion. Well, what happened was that the float um, was supposed to drop me off at Richfield Woods to meet you. Yeah. Instead, it kept going. Oh, that's right. And they drove me all the way back to the church. And my accordion case and car and everything were at Richfield Woods. So I had to walk a mile back with the accordion attached, the 50-pound accordion attached to me, walking through Richfield with people honking. (laughs) (laughs) On a hot day. Now, that would be quite a sight on a hot day. Uh, August evening, a woman carrying an accordion through the streets of Richfield. And no one stopped to help? Nobody stopped to help. Of course not. Oh, no, it was attached to me. It was attached to you? you Well, yeah, it had straps. Anyway. Were her thumbs free? (laughs) She didn't want to use. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could have used your thumb to hitchhike. Yeah, anybody who would pick up uh, a person carrying an accordion, you know, is not in their right mind. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if I'd stop for an accordion girl. I guess it would depend on what she's wearing. Fifty pound accordion? It's not fifty pounds, yes, is it? it? I think I, I weigh well with the case, and uh, the case doesn't weigh that much, so maybe it's like forty-five. Oh, forty-five pounds. Yeah. Ah, you're strong. You have a good back. I did. No problem. No problem. Anyway, Matt, I guess that's it for our day off. It was over I don't know if we accomplished soon. much. Yeah. Well, I had a great time um, with Linda. She's that divorcee I met. <laughs> All right. Mine was Carol. <laughs> <laughs> that's a strong Canadian name. She always said you were a very, very nice man. And we had a we had a blast in uh in uh I almost said Winnipeg, Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then uh you know I don't know, I think we did it all. And I got my three hundred. But that was as teenage me. A teenage me would never go out with a d- divorcee. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> It took you, you, you agreed, years to get you, you corrupted. You agreed so uh, 
<laughs> so easily oh, yeah. with what yeah. I said. But yeah, and we'd probably, um, in, in reality, uh, if we did skip school at the same time and we're at like a cow, let's say we're at college, we'd probably just sit around and play Madden all day. I think we did that several times, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> I can still get that homework done. Oh. Anyway. Well, Matt, I don't have anything else to contribute. Uh, other than uh, saying to our, our podcast listeners, if you uh, enjoy the South Richfield experience, please head to Apple Podcasts and give us one of those five-star ratings. Don't let this podcast uh, be your only th- foray into the South Richfield experience. But uh, dabble in it and give us that five-star rating. It helps get the South Richfield message out there. Right. You can, like like Matt said, listen on any really any of your favorite podcast um, channel. Podbean, Google Podcast. I even saw we're on iHeart Radio. Oh, are Matt. we? The big leagues. The, I guess. I don't know. Uh, visit the southridgefield.com to see what's been what's going on. Check out our Facebook page and our Twitter at South Richfield. And Matt, we need some listener emails. Southrichfield at gmail.com. Send us your comments, suggestions for the show. Tell us what you would do on your day off, and maybe we'll read it out loud on the next podcast. That sounds fun. Well, until then, Scott. It's always great seeing you. It's always good to see you, Matt. And I hope you enjoy uh, Homecoming. Thanks. My daughter's just showing me an outfit she just bought for our dog. So looks like he's getting dressed up for homecoming, too. All right, I'll see you. Does it have tails? Of course. He's supplying all the tails. Have a good night, everybody. Goodbye. You're still here? It's over. Go home.